Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen again to the prophet of old, Isaiah. Arise and shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, a thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And the nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. God comes, and he comes very much like light. God comes to attract, to guide, and to dispel the darkness. Attracted unto the light of God came wise men from the east. Inspired by God's light, they came to worship him, and they brought him gifts, costly ones of that, of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, we don't really know who these guys were. Not only do we not know who these guys were, we don't even know they were all guys. <laughs> Could have been women in the group as well, by all means. We don't know how many there were. Generally, it's understood that there were three, because they did bring three different gifts, but the fourth could have just decided to bring gold just like the first one did. You ever do that? You go to Christmas and somebody gave the same gift, and ooh, it's embarrassing, but it happens, right? They, gave, they brought gold and frankincense and myrrh, and three really works well with a school play. That's really where the three comes from. The biblical term for these men, and maybe women, is magoi, which is really just the plural of magi. Magi is where we get the English words magic and magician. Some have proposed that they were some sort of magicians of some sort. The text doesn't give us anything about that other than the moniker of magi. Some have suggested that they were astrologers, that they were, they were looking up at the, the stars and saw the conjoining of the planets Jupiter and Saturn like we had just a couple of weeks ago. Saturn being the religious planet and then Jupiter being the king of the planets. I don't really like this idea, this sort of smacks of humanism and secular deism that sort of look at the Bible and go, well, we don't believe in any of the miracles, so what could this have been other than a miraculous light given by God to call and direct these men into the place. And that doesn't really work as well because the star did eventually lead them directly to the house where the baby laid. Other people think that they were Zoroastrians from Persia. I don't have any idea why pagans from Persia would be coming to see the Christ child, how they would have found out about it or, or why they would have bothered to go. But the fact that they're religious people from the East does make a little bit of sense. I mean, you think about it. Abraham was from the East. Abraham was from Ur of the Chaldeans. Abraham is a Semitic. And they were from the East. Abraham was from the East. His family was from the East. Uncle Bob was still from the East somewhere. I know it's thousands of years, but there were more recent people from the East. I mean, Daniel raised kids in Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego raised their kids in the east 
in Babylon. These could have been the stay-behinds from the the offspring of, of, of the great Queen Esther as well. Children and grandchildren of Esther who remembered the stories that that grandma used to tell. A hundred thousand Jews could have stayed behind in Babylon after the end of the Babylonian captivity. They had gone to Babylon against their will, but they eventually got rooted and built businesses and bought farms. And when everybody else said, hey, let's go back to the old country, they went, no, we'll just stay here. Have fun. Go back. It could have been a remnant of the priesthood. They could have been a remnant from the 12 tribes of Israel who were deported to the east and never seen or heard from again. Really doesn't matter who they were. I mean, their identity of these wise men and maybe women and maybe three or maybe 12 doesn't really make any difference because the story is not about them. They are bit players. The story is about the Messiah. He who had been born king of the Jews. He who is the light of the world, the flesh of God given unto creation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Glory to God in the highest. Let's talk about glory for a second. It's not, I have to admit, it's not very interesting. But it's certainly appropriate. Glory is mostly used in the Old Testament to describe visible evidence, tangible evidence of God made manifest in the presence of Israel. They used the term glory to talk about where God was and when God was. During the wilderness wanderings, they talked about the glory of the Lord. It was not just the glory of the presence, it was a dwelling presence. It was a presence of glory. The glory of God was the presence of God. The glory of God was present on Mount Sinai in the fire that didn't burn the bush. That was considered the glory of the Lord God. It was a tangible, visible evidence of God being made flesh. Or being being present. The glory of the Lord was present in the pillar that led Israel in a cloud by day. It was present as a pillar by fire at night. Israel was led by God's presence. It was, Israel was led by God's glory. And when the glory of the presence settled upon the tent of meeting, it was worship time. It was a, a tabernacling presence. The dwelling of God with his people. The importance of this visit from these, these guys... Is not who they were. The importance of their visit is not what they were. Because for the most part, they really were nobodies. Now, I think that's a very important thing to remember about the visit of these magi. That they really were nobody. They were not personally invited. They were not expected. They were not needed. That one I have a little bit of problem with because uh, the Holy Family was about to move to Egypt. I don't know if you've ever moved, you know, quickly without knowing that you're about to move countries. But gold and frankincense and myrrh was probably very helpful at the time. So their resources was needed. God was providing for his people. He was providing for the Holy Family. They weren't foretold. 
And the, the visit of the wise men was not some, some ancient prophecy that they remembered to throw in the story just to make sure that we realized that this, this prophecy had been fulfilled in Jesus of Nazareth, born in Bethlehem. This is, not a, this is not a prophecy that was fulfilled. They weren't nobodies. They weren't needed. They weren't expected. They weren't foretold. Nobody had asked them to come. But they were received. They were received. They were accepted. Accepted into the very presence of the Lord God Almighty. They were accepted into the glory of the Lord. That tangible evidence of God made flesh. The word of God has made flesh and dwelt among us full of grace and truth. And we beheld his glory. The glory is the only son of the father. The wise men were welcomed into this glory of God. Jesus, the light of the world, had attracted them, had guided them, and had dispelled the darkness of their lives. This is the same Jesus who comes to you. This is the same glory that has been made manifest to you. Arise and shine, for your light too has come. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a bushel basket, but puts it on a lampstand, and it gives light to all of those in the house. This microphone is killing me. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Give glory. That tabernacling presence of the Lord God made flesh in your life. Today, the glory of God is still about. That visible, tangible evidence of the presence of God is still in the world. That tangible evidence of God. Let your light shine as you live a Christian life. As you listen, as you live by the Holy Spirit of God given to you in your baptism. As that has been placed within you, you become a manifest presence of God in the light of the world. And you too, lead. And attract. And dispel darkness. Arise and shine, for your light has come. To a certain extent, you've become wise men. Which would be a lot better if I hadn't just called them a bunch of nobodies. You are the wise men of God. So bring your gifts. Open your packages. Worship and adore the word made flesh. Beware of Herod. Go in peace as you serve the Lord, for he is with you. In Jesus' name, amen.